Hey guys, welcome back to Big Mood. Hi. Today we have one of our most favorite returning guests. Actually, probably our favorite returning guest because Aww. you've been on more than anybody else, I think. Stacy motherfucking Diaz. Stacey Diaz. Love her so much. We love her so much. Hi guys. Yes. Yes. I didn't get to be in the last couple episodes with you on it, so I'm excited Yay. personally. Like Thank- extra excited. Thank you for inviting me back. <laughs> yeah. Time and time again. Yes. I love, I love you. Here. Hey, the audience yeah. loves you. You have so much good stuff to say. Aww. You just gel really well. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know so how many smart. people comment like, can you guys get Stacey Diaz back? Get Stacey back. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. They're all me. I love it. <laughs> I know it's just all Nikki. <laughs> Different accounts. <laughs> <It's> all, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, guys, like, some weirdo. Like, Nikki, like, you can just tell us. Like, we have meetings together. You I do. Can, you can let us <laughs> know. So I'm like, did you see the audience? Uh, yeah, really the audience wants really wants <laughs> One thing we love about Stacey, though, is she does a lot of self-work. I She's do. really smart with like healing and everything. And so this episode today, I wanted to talk about codependency. And I know that you've, you've been really good with talking about attachment styles and yeah. all kinds of relationship things and yeah. healthy relationships and trying to build healthy relationships. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to get into codependency today because I've been dealing with that now that I've been single for a year. Um, I, what? For, for those Gina, of us, oh, thank you. Of course, we're going to describe Teacher. it and define it. Okay, <laughs> I'll get there, Gina. Thank you. Fucking hand I down. Feel Gina. Like I understand things. Yeah. I feel left out right now. We're just going to move along. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, so you're, you're you being really codependent right now. <laughs> you're exhibiting behavior. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, what I've realized though is that I, I previously had a lot of codependent habits my last relationship i don't think i had any codependent habits but then now that i'm single dating again some of them are cropping back up so Mm. this is something that i have to go back and dig it out and work on this a lot more yeah and i'm i'm comfortable now with saying without shame that i do have issues with codependency and i feel like that's something that we should be allowed to say because i think a lot of times people are afraid yeah to admit that they might be codependent it's hard to admit especially when we all see each other as like really strong independent women and you pride yourself on that but then when you look at your behaviors in your relationships you're like oh shit like yeah i did that oh i did that oh fuck i i I was codependent yeah and then i mean in my relationship now i haven't been but in my previous ones i definitely was and also i um talked to my therapist because i guess you know codependent behavior um I, I would seek out narcissists like yeah, yeah. Um, it, it like thrives off each other like the narcissist likes a people pleaser and the people pleaser likes to be a people pleaser yeah. and then they both get well burned. let me go ahead and define <laughs> yeah Gina's so last I'm Gina's, like Gina we'll get there Gina can <laughs> she can't it's elevator music Gina, here. admit that you have it <laughs> okay just, I have no idea what that is <laughs> I am perfect in every way <laughs> just so i took notes guys i actually prepared for this episode i took notes because this is actually work that i'm doing in my personal life anyway like i'm stuck at home i'm fucking sad as shit and i'm working on myself and reading books so yes i have notes don't make fun of me we don't have to read all of them but we love the notes there's like like three pages of notes here i freaking love notes i'm (laughs) here for it let's go this is the definition well this is a definition right um this says codependency is characterized by a person belonging to a dysfunctional one-sided relationship where one person relies on the other for meeting nearly all of their emotional and self-esteem needs Um, and it also describes a relationship that enables another person to maintain irresponsible addictive or unachieving behaviors yes so did you get that do you want like the an example the friend version Yeah. yeah okay so if i had to describe codependency i would say a person who disregards their own needs and feelings for the person they love. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's like selling yourself out. Yeah. So if we were in a relationship and I was like, oh, I wanted to go watch this movie, but because you want to go see a baseball game, then we're going to go see the baseball oh. game. Who gives a fuck about me? As long as you're happy, I'm happy. I see. My happiness is only through you. I see. So maybe a more healthy relationship would be more compromised. Yeah. This one's more like just it's always like. You're kind of always like selling yourself out. Like, yep. like you never really get what you yep, need. Yep, yep. Got it. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yes. Set boundaries. <laughs> Elevator has arrived. We're here. <laughs> You're on the floor. I'm on the floor. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> so, um, what I noticed was, um, I so I've had three actual relationships that were very codependent, and the the original definition of codependency came from someone who uh, was with an addict. Yep. So it started. A lot of people assume that they're not codependent because their husband or wife is not an, an addict, but the the definition is actually expanded to someone who's just like really needs that other person to feel happy. Kind uh, of. Is it also? Is it also like people? Two people who literally have to do everything together. 
No, that's okay. more like people who are like obsessed with each other. Like yeah. when she's talking about like it comes from an addict. A lot of times when somebody's an addict and they go to rehab, for example, and they go through um, therapy, everybody in the family of the addict has a role, right? So, for example, let's say we have this family and the mom is the codependent of the son because no matter what, the mom finds happiness through the son and she enables him mm-hmm. to find drugs. Uh, she gives him money to find drugs. She won't kick him out of the house. Enablers? Yeah, yes. enabler yeah. is a, is she's a huge the word. biggest enabler. Like okay. the codependent is the number one enabler of the addict. But like Jess said, now it goes into a narcissist relationship where yeah. the narcissist is like, like it's about me. Like, how do you think I feel? Like, if you tell people I cheated on you, that makes me look bad. And the codependent's like, I can never tell anyone again because it makes oh. him look bad, even though I'm freaking suffering. Right. Yeah. Okay, got it. Gotcha. Yes. Thank you. You're so good at that friend version. Julie. Yeah. Julie. yeah. I'd be like, you know, it's like um when um uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a so uh so me personally, I've been in three relationships with addicts. The very first one, uh, yeah, he was. Type, huh? Uh, yeah, I got a type. They like drugs. Uh, and it, I think obviously it comes from my mom being an addict, right? Um, but one thing that this year, this so I had a breakthrough, okay? Yeah, we love breakthroughs. Yeah. I always Woo. blamed like my mom for shit. And like, obviously, like at this point now, I'm old enough and I got to take responsibility for my own shit. Right? Yep. But we do know like some trauma and like some behavior stem from childhood. And I'm like, I, it was always my mom, my mom, my mom. She was the addict. She was the fucked up one. But then this year, I actually came to terms with the fact that I do noticed that my dad was also emotionally unavailable even though he was physically available and he was also like he took care of me he did everything for me he like he provided everything but there so I basically had two parents that were emotionally unavailable and so that's why like every single relationship that I seek out is for some someone emotionally unavailable because I'm like trying to like finally yeah make it that. work like yeah. oh this one has the same behavior but this time I'm gonna I'm gonna fix, fix it and make it work you know yep so I follow that behavior but yeah I've had three relationships with actual addicts and then I've dated several people that were into drugs or had alcohol issues so it's like wow, it's quite a, a pattern. It's a, yeah, quite a pattern. It's good for you to that you like noticed it. Like a lot yeah. of people don't even make that first step of like noticing what pattern they've had in order to break it. Acknowledging. And it. what's yeah. crazy is that I've also had three other relationships that were not with addict addict people at all. They were like with people that don't drink or drugs or anything like. So I keep thinking like throughout the years, I'm like, oh, well, I'm over that. And then that relationship ends, and then I wind up into it again. So it's like a three or five year cycle. So something is happening where I actually haven't completely fixed it because yeah. I still am exhibiting those behaviors. But have you ever consider? So I know that a lot of times when someone does go to rehab, did your mom ever? Uh, she was clean for a while. I don't think she went to rehab, but she was clean for a little while. So a lot of times when people go to rehab, the family also has to get therapy with mm-hmm. the addict or the alcoholic or whatever the case may be. So a lot of times the family, especially the person who is the biggest enabler, the codependent, they have to say, you know how like when an alcoholic goes to a meeting, they're like, my name is whatever and I'm an alcoholic. The codependent, there's also codependent meetings. Yeah, it's yeah. like Al-Anon or something like that. Yeah, I don't really know yeah. the like, right terminology. Like they also have, like children of alcoholic parents. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's just you like, oh, I'm just crazy and like I have to break the pattern. Like your case is not just exclusive to you. And right. it, you might find some comfort in knowing that you're not the only one and that there's other people like you. Because I think like how um, Nikki was saying, like, oh, it's good that you acknowledge it, you know. I always find comfort in knowing it's not just me crying for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just me thinking about, oh, my God, like, my boyfriend's going to do this, 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 and that. Like, when I find other girls that feel the same way, I'm like, friends, like, mm-hmm. yeah. let's talk yeah, about understand. it. understand. Yeah, you feel less crazy, you know? Yeah. So have you ever considered, like, seeking therapy, like, for that specific problem alone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've gone, I've been in and out of therapy pretty much my entire life, um, so I don't know why I still like follow some of the same patterns. Maybe it's like my ego thinking like, well, you're oh, human. I figured it out now. Or, yeah, you're you know? human. Sometimes you can logically get something. It takes a lot to like actually Lo- yeah. ingrain it because 
that a lot of the things that you developed were probably coping mechanisms when you were a baby and you For didn't even sure. know you were yeah, developing that. Yeah, a lot of this that. is very subconscious because yeah. like very consciously I'll be dating and I'll be like, oh, like how often do you drink or how much do you like to party? And I'll like try to weed things out like in a yeah. super chill way. But then like I'll still wind up finding myself so magnetic to the, you know, the wrong one. But anyways, uh, I wanted to go over some symptoms too. Um, okay. So for girls and, and yeah, like we said, this codependency thing is not just like for with someone that's an alcoholic or a drug addict, like this encompasses other types of relationships. But if you are codependent, you might have some of these symptoms, which I do, such as controlling behaviors, uh, reactive emotions, obsessive thoughts, problems with intimacy, painful emotions, and depression. Those are some of the ones that I have. There's also other ones like low self-esteem, caretaking, poor boundaries, people pleasing, um, Mm -hmm. not being able to enjoy any interests outside of your partner. Like you have to do everything with them. Like you don't want your own hobbies. Like you just like the thought of like taking a weekend without them scares the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, a lot of people that are codependent too may even have their own addictions um, to deal with as well. Normally the codependent, their drug of choice is the the person. Yeah, the person they're addicted to. Yes. For me, uh, the people-pleasing aspect, I re- like that part was the huge part. And I think the reason I kept... Cause, oh, by the way, the codependency-narcissism relationship, th- narcissism is hard to break. Like you, That's something they have that f- like forever. They can yeah. work on it, but they like... They have that. Codependency is a behavioral pattern that you can break yeah. um, if you work on it. So I, before I was working on it, before I even knew that that's something that I was doing, I did get in a lot of relationships with narcissists. And it wasn't that – it wasn't like I needed to be with them at all times because I've always like been like, an, I'm independent, you know. But it was that um, I was getting with people that would – be inconsistent with the amount of love they were giving me so um sometimes they bombs yeah Yeah. and then they would withdraw and then like it was like oh no i like i I lost their approval or like and and that went back to childhood of wanting a parent's approval getting inconsistent love um thinking that your love was only given based off of things that you were doing and not off of just being and um that was something i had to really relearn or unlearn that and then relearn like healthy things. Um, but yeah, I noticed that I, cause with Steve, I'm not like this. I'm not like constantly needing to like people please and be, and, and be as every win. He's with his love. He's very for consistent yeah. and he loves me for me. It's unconditional. It's healthy. It's very like we have space, we have boundaries, we come together. It's no one's needing anything from each other. It's we just, love it. Yeah, we. it's great. And I hope everyone finds that. Um, me too. <laughs> but in my past relationship, it was like, he'd he'd be there and it was like oh my gosh she's so in love when we love each other and like it's it's so big and so powerful and then he would withdraw for like a long ass yeah. time and i'd be like oh no i lost it and i just you need your fix anything again. i could to like get it back yeah, like yeah. what am i doing wrong maybe it's my hair maybe it's oh i need a dress sexier mm-hmm. or maybe i need this or that and it was everything to try to please him to to gain that love back yeah and the more it slipped into that the less attracted he was to me like it yep. started to slip down that slope and then the more i would like try for like the praise and so like i've the, done that cycle over and over and over and over sucks. and over and over yeah. it, it drains yourself every relationship um well with the ones that were unhealthy so i've had several unhealthy ones that were like that and then the ones that weren't like that i wound up just not really feeling anything for them like you're it's almost like you're like well you, i don't have to chase you it's like so I'm why am i with to you heroin i don't want coffee Got you know, it. and it's like yeah. I, the, those relationships were serving me coffee, which is just a Too light, vanilla. a light little buzz. But I needed the fucking hardcore shit, and that's like what, and I would just be obsessive over it. Yeah, yeah. and then with the, with the narcissistic relationship, it, like the more I'm trying, and then they're like, "Ew, that's like yeah, you're being too needy," sure. and then they because they like I think want you to. Do they more. do. I like, think they want it's you weird. to do that. Yeah. Oh, the narcissistic relationship. It gives me like PTSD. Yeah. It's a little creepy. Yeah. But yeah. But that's totally how it felt. Um, relationship addiction is a big part of that. I actually have a note on that. It is similar to physical addiction. I've actually like, I've had some moments where like I physically felt like I was withdrawing. Like my body like felt so sick. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Like it, the relationships will get you to a place where you're so physically sick. Like I lost a whole bunch of weight at one point after a relationship didn't work out. I think we're all looking at you like, bitch, we all did. Like (laughs) (laughs) we can relate. Yeah. So, I mean, but this to me, like I had to go and get like fucking prescribed Ativan for like three days so that I could like 
come down like from Dang. from this like psycho feeling that no. like i just couldn't it, like i would try to sleep and then my brain would wake me back up like it would wake I me back that. up to think about it yeah it yeah or, like you sit there scary. and you just make up things in your head and you're just like what the fuck and then you have to talk yourself down from it yeah i get it it's like such a desperate feeling it yeah, sucks it really is and you feel like you can make up for it somehow or like maybe you missed a step or you missed a hole yeah or something it's you so like weird become obsessive mm-hmm. over like how to fix it it's really it's like frustrating because it's like you know that if you you know that it's not right and if yeah. you act on it you know it's going to be detrimental to the relationship but you still want to do mm-hmm. it anyways mm-hmm. yeah yeah, there's been many times where, like, the relationship's not going well. I see that it's unhealthy. I should let it go, but I keep forcing it. It's almost like I think that eventually it's going to work out. And you think you're never going to find that feeling with anyone else. Yeah. Like, that's really how it felt was, like, no, this this is so strong that I know, like, I have to make this work somehow. Do you still feel that way? I've I've run into those feelings again this year, so I know that it's something that I still have to deal with. Yeah, because I could... I can relate to those feelings of like, oh my God, I'm never going to find that again. Like I love him so much. But even now where I'm in a healthy relationship and we love each other and we have boundaries and we're there for each other, I would be so fucking sad if it ever went the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But I know that there's someone else that will love me. And I never have that in mind. Like even other relationships, like where I hear you talk about you and Steve, like it sounds like such a beautiful relationship. I see you, I see him and I'm like, dude, that's dope. But I, do you believe that this is the only thing that you could ever be happy with? Well, I think because I've already set my mind on like, he's my forever. Like I, I don't even go into any other realms. Um, but no, if I, if it really came down to it, like, of course, I think it is about self-love. It's like you're like, still lovable. Yeah. Even if he's not there. Even if he's not the one loving yeah, me. That, I, yeah. that the amount of love you have for yourself is what you attract back. For sure. Yeah. I, With them, it's yeah. tough, though, because I almost feel codependent that their relationship stays together. <laughs> I'm like, uh, if you guys like, ever he's break the up. only one that's going to love you that much. <laughs> right. If you guys ever break up, you're I'm the only one. Die. You're the only one that's going <laughs> to love him that much. Right. But see, like, even for you to feel that way about their yeah. relationship, like, you like are recognizing those patterns because you're like no 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 that's the only love that's available for you mm-hmm. which it's a beautiful love and we're not making minimizing it at all whatsoever but like Nikki is Nikki without Steve and yeah. Steve is Steve without Nikki and then they just happen to have a great relationship but even if like god forbid something were to happen they would still live on it would be completely painful but they're two people that are choosing to stay together you yeah. know so when you it's interesting because when I was younger, I thought like that. But now that I kind of grew up, I'm like, not grew up, but that I've developed different parts of myself. I don't feel that way anymore. So it's almost like, what is it in your heart? It's weird. It's like um, in each time that it happens and then I like fall for someone else like a month or, or months or years later and I don't feel that like obsessive feeling about the person before it goes away. And I'm like, oh, well, this one's so much better. Mm-hmm. But I keep forgetting that next time it, it could be better again. It's like I'm still stuck yeah. in the moment of like, no, this is this is it. Like this totally. this one has the nine out of ten things that I want. The last one only had eight out of ten or seven out of ten. So I'm never gonna get a ten out of ten. So this ha- this one has to be the one. But then that goes away. And then like as time goes by, I'm like, Oh, I didn't need that, you know? But mm-hmm. I, it's like I keep forgetting in the moment. Yeah. To where I'm like clinging. Yeah. For me it was that like I thought I would never find somebody that understood me. Like, cause I feel like there's only a few people that I've gotten close enough to that they get my bad moments and my good moments and like they just like understand me mm-hmm. and that was so important and even though my ex was treating me shitty um, or would have like weird inconsistent I don't love you I only, only would love you if you do this like behavior I was like but they get me so well so how could they be they can't be wrong, you know? And so I give more trust into like their opinion or view of me or like them doling out the love than me doling out my own love or um, my opinion of myself. And actually Steve really helped me um, like love who I am, like actually helped me grow in that direction. So um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's just uh, for getting out of that pattern was um, really having to like set boundaries in my own self of like this is my 
pattern of what ends up happening in a relationship and these are the flags and I just can't let it cross this point because once you let one one pattern get started like it just it snowballs and so like the whole inconsistent texting back or in, inconsistent um with the way that he feels about me yeah. um it's just a no it's a red flag yep. I'm not gonna put up with it anymore and I, th- I feel like I got tested after I came to that conclusion I went on a few dates where I would have gone for those yep. guys like I was like that you're my type let's make it happen and then they threw up the first flag and I was like ready to ignore it yep. I was like but I like all this other stuff about them I'm like oh I gotta set these boundaries I think and that's what then. I've been doing now is I've been getting tested you know yeah. this past year like when we were still able to date and stuff like I definitely like really wanted to hang on to this one guy like so hard um but but um, I, you invited other people to come to your yeah, door? Yeah, like, like you know what I'm dependent food on? delivery guys. <laughs> you know what I'm dependent on? What are you dependent your on? Stomach? I'm dependent on DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> That's a healthy dependency. Yeah, because you without, have to eat. Without them, I would literally die, <laughs> especially during COVID right now. DoorDash is a food delivery service that I love so much. Uh, if you're a sack of crap like I am and you don't <laughs> ever want to leave the house or cook, then DoorDash is your best friend. Be codependent on DoorDash. Um <laughs> The sponsor's going to be like, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I love you. Please don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, so give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings food that you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's. Why are you saying it like that? And the cheesecake factory. <laughs> Every time she has to put that about like. I can't help it because Chipotle is the first one. Um, many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery and they, they need your support right now because of what's going on with this pandemic. Just open up the app and select your favorite local restaurant and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 doll hairs or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BIGMOOD. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BIGMOOD. Don't forget... That's big mood for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) You're so cute. Have you guys ever wanted to feel like it's Christmas for no reason whatsoever? Yes. And if your love language is gifting like mine, man, have I got something for you. FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with a full-size premium beauty lifestyle fitness home and wellness products sent straight to your doorstep each season. I love it. They take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you. Each box is customized to your specific interests and they deliver the seasonal must-haves you need. The box sell out so fast, so sign up for yours today. I got my first one and I had no idea what was going to be in it. I thought it was just going to be like those small little things. It was a huge box. A gigantic yeah. box. Yeah, all of us got one. I love the jewelry they put in those yeah. too. Like I always get introduced to new jewelry designers and stuff mm-hmm. and it's always such cute stuff. This this week or this season was a chain oh, bracelet. Yeah. You wore it. I did. I you wore it on a previous another video. Yeah. yeah. I did do that. I got a necklace. We're twinsies because I got the same one. Hell yeah. I saw that. Um, but yeah, like they have everything. I got a I got a full backpack. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like they fit so many things. It's so fun. And they tell bag. you the retail value of each item too in a magazine and mm. they see like you see what other people might have might have gotten and you compare and you go, I've, I I've won. been getting FabFitFun all of all of twenty nineteen. I got oh. all the four seasons of, of those boxes too, and I love Ooh. it. That's how I got introduced to the Way hair care. I think that's how you uh, say yeah, 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 oh, yeah. oh you and I got some really cute sunglasses in there too. Insane. So I love it. And then the things that you maybe don't want, there's which really is very rare that I don't actually want everything in the box. Maybe one or two things out of the like ten things that are in the box. I may be like, well, I'm not super excited about this. It's super giftable because it's yeah. yeah, it's full size products. It's not some you know BS little sample. So yeah. I love it. it's useful. It's time to customize your box for the fall season. Sign up today to receive your first box and join a community of over one million women who are already obsessed. Use coupon code BIGMOOD for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, use code BIGMOOD for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. $10 off. I want another box. (laughs) Okay, but anyways, um, I 
and back to the relationship addiction thing it also goes into um actual addictions too there's this thing um it says many people are addicted to alcohol and drugs but don't realize it because they're still high functioning relationship addiction can be the same like it's Mm. easy to not realize that you have relationship addictions or that it's not normal to be experiencing these like high anxiety states or like these obsessive states because you kind of just like we've normalized um that kind of behavior yeah um but but one thing that I realized was that like an obsession with the other is uh, a distraction from yourself. Yep. So I haven't been able to fully come to terms with who I am. So I think that's why I, I do this behavior is because I'm not fully loving myself. Yeah. It's so much easier to just like put my focus on something For else. Sure. I got to make this guy love me, blah, 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 versus just me loving me. Yeah, I almost feel like I was going to ask you earlier. Do you think you are worthy of love? I think consciously, yes. Subconsciously, no. Yeah, because it almost seems like you're like, I have to gain the love of the person. And if it's not a challenge, then I don't want it. Right. Because what's the point? Because there are people that do want to love me and I fucking toss them to the side. Yeah. And like even I was actually I just so the other day. Are you are you guys on TikTok? Yes. Yes. Okay. So not for long, girl. Okay. (laughs) Well, let me tell you. So there's this like trend on TikTok that basically like a bunch of people did a transgression uh, meditation. Are you familiar? Mm -mm. So basically, it's this like guided meditation on YouTube, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, you guys! I did this, so I tried it, right?" So basically, it's this professor or author. I don't remember. Is it transcendental meditation or transgression meditation? Like you go to the past. Oh. I don't know if my English is failing me, but you basically travel back to your past life regression regression meditation there you go there you go there you go (laughs) yes so basically it talks about how you go back to your past lives or whatever and through the meditation you guys should really do it it was so (gasps) intense it It was beautiful yeah yeah well one of the things that he takes you through in the meditation before he takes you to your past lives it's the moment when you were born and so i don't know if people listening believe in this or if you guys believe in this but i personally really believe in meditation and so basically he takes you above the scene of when you were born and like who was there how did your parents feel look at your mom's face look Mm. at your dad's face like you know if your parents were i mean if your dad was there or not and one of the things he takes note of that you think about is you were loved without even trying. Mm-hmm. You yes. didn't have to do anything. Like just the fact that you're human means that you need love. A human being, not a, a human, human trying. Human. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. Yeah. Doing, yeah. yeah. Get it right, hey. Gina. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, that was really touching for me because like, of course you think about that and you're like, yeah, I deserve love. I'm like, I, I, everybody should love me just because I'm human. But actually feeling yeah. like you didn't have to do anything. You were just a baby and your mom loved you. Mm-hmm. Your dad loved you and you were just sitting there like not even knowing what the hell's going on and feeling that as a grown-up not necessarily like oh my parents love me but i deserve love just because i exist yes yeah that was very powerful i think like not doing the regression uh thing but i did in therapy i did do um some sort of meditation where i did like a re-parenting thing so it was like i had to visualize being a little girl in a kind of a traumatic moment that i remember because i was left alone a lot too those weren't the traumatic parts but those are the parts that stick with me was just the feeling alone part too because i was always left alone as a little child so i remember she had me kind of visualize myself in my bedroom alone because she would always be gone getting fucked up and then so I she had me then visualize myself now, my adult self now with my two dogs mm. walking into that room with that little mm. girl who was just by herself and scared. And then and immediately it clicked to me. I was like, I'm OK now. Yeah. Like I have myself yeah. like like that little girl that was scared and felt alone is like she's really not anymore she's not helpless she's not anything like and like i feel good about i felt good like watching my adult self now go into that room and be like hey do you want to play with the dogs like so it's like a similar thing like reparenting whatever it is that you feel like you missed out on i saw a tiktok um where this girl was like i want you to think about your most it's like that your most traumatic moment when you were a kid and then imagine yourself now as an adult going in there and just hugging yeah, yourself. That's um so it's very common in therapy when you meditate into your it's like it, 
child work like because mm-hmm. the person that you were when you were a child still lives mm-hmm. within you yeah and so all those questions i'm sure you've talked about this in therapy all those questions that you had when you were little like where's my mom why am i by myself i'm scared like yeah. somebody walked by whatever all those thoughts were always left unanswered and so you grew up and you're like well i'm fine now yeah you're fine now but it's important to meditate and go back to those moments mm-hmm. and reassure yourself now and let her know i'm here with you i don't know if you guys believe in like different dimensions like all your life (laughs) yes yes i love it so your whole life is basically going on in different universes at all times Mm -hmm. right so when you meditate you jump into different years of your life oh that's dope yeah so even when you meditated and you went back into your childhood bedroom. Yeah, that truly was you visiting yourself and taking care of yourself. I felt a sense yourself. of relief from that, like yeah. a strangely relieving to see like that little girl oh, to see it. who I am now <laughs> that I'm okay that I have yes. these two like cute ass little dogs that are just running around. And, and like, you were there with yourself, yeah. and it, it's even comforting to think that in these moments when life is tough, as grown ups now future us can hangs out with us at some point. Like you, you're not aware of it, but. I'm sure in the tough moments of my life, my future self has came by and been like, you got it. Like, like you're going to be fine. Like maybe we are our own guardian angels. Yeah, in Ooh. a way. Yeah. Because your future dead yeah. self is like looking down on you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even like 50 year old, like yeah. Jess is married with children yeah. and she's like, ooh, girl. like She's like, you're fine. Yeah, but your feelings are still valid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, of course, of one course. of the meditations I do recently, um, like when I'm going through just like, oh, everything's, like the shit's hitting the fan right now um one of the meditations i did was like imagining yourself five or ten years from now and like what your ideal version of yourself is and imagine what does she look like does she have kids what's her day like like what does she do for work like just imagining every detail of who this person is and then she comes and sits down with you and like like tell tells you answers any questions you need to know and like you just have this whole like meeting with her and then me now feels good like oh she's she's fine you feel guided you pan out yeah like you pan out from like this moment where everything's breaking down and you're like we lived through it though like it Mm -hmm. wasn't so horrible that we didn't make it through yeah and maybe like uh, for those maybe if you've never tried meditating you're like this is very woo woo i mean just try it with an open mind because like nobody knows we don't know yeah even if it's placebo effect like let's say it's all fake and it's placebo effect (laughs) well even medically it works works. so if you're a logical person then you should believe in placebo effect anyway yeah i saw like tiktok i'm like this is fucking dumb but I'm gonna do it. It's four, morning, <laughs> four in the morning. I'm gonna do it anyways. Just, and then just, oh God! Yeah. yeah. Like, so you know you're fucking yeah. crying. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> well, um, I do have some stuff on like how to heal from it, but I think the biggest thing is is just recognizing it first of all, and like not being ashamed of it. Because I think a lot of times people hear codependent or they hear something and they're just like, oh, that's not me, or like, oh, that's embarrassing, or like yeah. the denial part of that. Or they blame men. Yeah, they they yeah. blame other outside things yeah. like oh, I just there's just no decent guys or whatever. Yeah. So question though, how can people because like we are here and we're like okay, this is a definition, it's easy. But for example, when I'm listening to things like this or when I'm watching, I tend to be like, oh my god, I'm a codependent. Like just because I have oh, like, one of just, the two symptoms. Like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm like I'm definitely codependent. Like I'm gonna die, you know. So <laughs> what's the difference between a normal girl who wants to spend time with her boyfriend and see him and hang out, and like if he's being a like if he's being rude and like she's upset like what's different yeah like how do you notice that behavior and and somebody that's like a codependent well i think the best thing to do because each person is so different and their life is so different and there's so many variables would be like you could actually go in and and get a book on codependency and like they'll really fucking break it down if you feel it's hard to break it down like within just a few minutes right but then there's just a lot of things like do you are you okay when he's gone are you okay yeah um like just even thinking about leaving the relationship, would that actually completely fucking crush you? Or would you be like, oh, I'd be sad, but like, it's okay. Or like, do you feel also, do you feel like you're not being taken care of? Do you feel unfulfilled? Do you feel desperate? Like, do you feel unhealthy? Do you feel sad all the time if because of your relationship, but then you're like, wait, no, but I love them. Are they doing things to disrespect you and you just overlook it? Like, there's just like, you've got to be able to distinguish like um, things that are just disrespectful and not right or unfulfilling. Like, yeah i think at the bottom of it all like even hearing you talk i'm like oh my god let me i'm listening like am i a codependent you know but even hearing you talk like the bottom of it all i always think to myself i love me more than i love everyone else 
and not in well, like an yeah, egotistic way yeah. like oh who gives a fuck about you guys' feelings like not like that but in a way that's like i love my partner i i'm in love with him and i respect him yeah. but if he ever did something that made me doubt my self-worth or made me doubt my love for myself I would be willing to walk away from the yeah, relationship. Yeah, so I don't think that you're a codependent. Right, because, right, right. Yeah, because like for me, well, now I think I'm actually getting much better because I did walk away from a guy that I was dating that it just started getting unhealthy and I was like, this is something when I was 22, I would have fucking yeah. stayed in it. Um, but yeah, so like I used to stay, like my ex would, would be cheating constantly, like and just right in front of my face. Like it was just so blatantly unfulfilling and disrespectful and I would just make excuses for it and stay because I didn't want to be alone. Um, right. so that was like kind of a good obvious. way it was pretty yeah, obvious to tell. but yeah. Uh, yeah like a lot of people can have behaviors or just seasons where they kind of act a little bit codependent but I think overall it's just like oh this reminds me I went to therapy um, like my best therapist that I ever went to that broke down all this stuff for me that send um, me a link definitely <laughs> um She's expensive, but she has like a program that you're done within <laughs> instead of like yeah, ongoing for forever. <laughs> she has like a program that like she's called the mind map and she she specializes in codependent narcissistic relationships, but she like you reprogram like all this stuff that you wired in your brain when you were a baby and like didn't know and like you it's really great. Anyway, um I went to her because even though I wasn't experiencing that in my relationship, I realized I was having the same sort of feelings um towards like my audience as a as a youtuber oh yeah yeah even in girl friendships or guy yeah it can be in like a number of things that you you can have an unhealthy relationship people were um like disappointed in me or they didn't like if i changed my format or whatever i would try to cater to everybody like where i was like oh well i'm not really satisfied doing these types of videos anymore i was wanting to do these more types of videos but then this sector of people was mad like oh i I did cooking videos right and then there was a time where i changed to doing plant-based cooking because personally i stopped eating meat and then it felt weird cooking with meat, even if i wasn't eating meat but i didn't want to shove my beliefs on anybody but anyway i just transitioned into just making plant-based meals because that's what i was doing for me and there was a lot of hate of people that like were pissed that I stopped cooking with meat and and I was like I was freaking out inside and I know it's like looking back now I'm like that's not a big deal like why yeah. did you freak out so much but internally I was having panic attacks all the time because I was like should I cook with meat just for those people and like I was going crazy and it was over something minor like that and then it started leaking into just other areas of like any criticisms people had of me of and you know the more your audience grows the more criticisms you're gonna get um i was just like i can't do anything right like i'm fucking up like everyone hates me everyone's gonna hate me you and became obsessive so that goes back obsessive. into the yeah. where one person relies on the other whether that's one person or your whole audience to meet nearly all of their emotional and self-esteem needs like if you felt emotionally strong in yourself and you had all the self-esteem in the world you wouldn't give a shit you're like i don't care if you want meat i'm not cooking with meat anymore yeah yeah like, <laughs> which is like now yeah. i'm i'm there uh yeah with, I, i'm like this is me you do you i do me blah, whatever but yeah it went back to childhood because i didn't think of it outside of a, a romantic relationship as right. having codependent issues but since that same those same feelings started coming back and it felt like I was in an abusive relationship again, basically, just not with Steve. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it, it went back to all of those issues as a child. It always goes back to childhood, I feel like, um, your psychological issues. And like you, I was always like, opposite though focused on my dad like oh dad 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 issues yeah. um but those got resolved and then like there were certain things that um i felt like my mom at the time had to had to carry like had to shoulder everything and maybe there were times where i because she was working full-time that i just wanted my mom and she was working she wasn't doing drugs she was but she had to provide for a family and you know and i just uh well, that, that same environment of like you're not getting your yeah needs met when you're really small as a kid like, it can still create that same exactly because as an adult i'm like well she had to do that she had to provide for family like yeah. i can logically be like i would have done the same thing that's how i'm with my dad it's like maybe right. they wasn't emotionally available enough but it's like not for a bad reason it's like no just circumstantial but as a kid you are as a very little kid like you don't differentiate that you're just yeah. like my mom's not here i need my mom like i need love i need my mom and she's not yeah. here i think uh you touched on something earlier that kind of sparked a memory in my head where you said that y- you know that you're going to be okay even after a breakup i i think that's something because for me somebody told me that before and then i realized that's something really hard to hear from your partner because um we were 
in a they spat. told you what like i'm gonna be fine after you he said um if we break up i'm gonna be sad for a little while but at the end i'm gonna be okay and then yeah, that that's hard to hear. Me. It's really it's, hard. It stings. It stings. To me, it's just like, no, I want you to fucking die <laughs> if I leave you, you know? And I was like, wait, no, that's not right because not I healthy. think the same it's way toxic. too. Yeah, because yeah, I think the same way too. I'm like, if we break up, I'm going to be so sad, but I'm going to be okay, you know? Yeah. But it's really hard to hear that mm-hmm. from someone. That is so crazy to think about because I, I'm the one that's like, I'm going to be fine, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so I don't know that I've ever... Even like when I was stupid in love, not that I'm still super in love, but when I was young and more naive, you know, I was still like, meh. You know, like I could still, I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah, you're you know? such an Aries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am. You're an Aries. I am. Yeah. If you were a guy, if you were a guy, I would be making you fall in love with me right now because I yeah. would want it so bad. Probably because your hair was so great. <laughs> but yeah, so I had like when I first heard that, I was like, excuse me. And then he's like, <laughs> how dare you, first of all? Gina, <laughs> wasn't it because your hair was so great? <laughs> and you were like, oh, yes. wow. <laughs> Nikki's trying so hard to um, segue into the app. You know, during that argument, I had great hair. <laughs> so you were so confident he was going to be sad to leave you because your hair was so great. Your hair was so good. You're like, why the hair? Like, but we'll get to that because that is important. But first, I want to talk about function and beauty because it's bomb and we all love it. Our hair is uh, thriving on it. And also, I love how, okay, one, it's custom. I have so many things I love about this this company. Um, I even reordered and paid with my own doll hairs because I like <laughs> really, Oh, me too. I reordered for really them. I loved it. But yeah, no, this company, so it's everything's custom and so you go on there, you take a hair quiz. They're like, what kind of hair do you have? Is it straight? Is it wavy? Is it curly? What's your thickness? Is it fine? Is it thick? Is it coarse? Is it bleached? Is it bleached? Is it color treated? They ask you all kinds of questions about your hair. I'm like, natural, natural, natural. I know, you but, have virgin hair. <laughs> yeah, it is a virgin. Um, but it'll get virgin in this room. popped soon sometime. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so you take the hair quiz and then it determines like what custom formula will help your hair thrive the most according to also your hair goals. Do you want more shine? Do you want more volume? Do you want less frizz? Whatever it is. And then you get to pick the scent. So I currently, I did eucalyptus because I really love eucalyptus, but now I'm on lavender and it's so yeah. refreshing and so de-stressing. And, um, and then you get to pick the color. And so I picked purple to go with lavender just because I'm a visual person. And then you get to put your, they put your name on the bottle. So it's very, very personalized to you. If someone else used your hair formula, it might not work the same for them. Um, but I really like that personalized thing. Um, and then they deliver it right to your door. Convenient. Don't have to even leave your doorstep and then you can get on a subscription if you want to so what are you waiting for go to functionofbeauty.com slash big mood to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20 percent on your first order go to functionofbeauty.com slash big mood for 20 percent off to let them know that you heard about it from our show that's functionofbeauty.com slash big mood big mood yay all right yay. now can i talk about cox for a second fine our next sponsor is Roman. Which <laughs> what? We are codependent on Cox. I am codependent on Cox. True. And I like when Cox work. I like when they get really, really hard. And if you happen to just have a little bit of an issue with getting hard, Roman can help you, boys. You don't need to make any excuses. A lot of men actually deal with erectile dysfunction. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's natural. There's all kinds Even of- if you don't have erectile dysfunction, but just like want to stay harder longer. Yeah, they have they have more than one product as well. But today we're talking about erectile dysfunction medication oh, that, that they can uh, <laughs> connect you with a doctor online. Um, so with Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. You don't have to go look a man in the face and tell him that your dick doesn't work. You can do it uh, online. It's or so a much woman. easier. Um, a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication happens to be appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Um, it used to be a tough thing to tackle, but now it's uh, super simple. Uh, so go to GetRoman.com slash BigMood today Mood. if you're approved you'll get 15 dollars off your first order of ed treatment that is get roman.com slash big mood get roman.com slash big mood take care of your, a lot of take here. care of your dicks yeah we're fixing relationships we're fixing wieners <laughs> we're fixing all kinds of stuff that's what we all do we're fixers have an ideal life but okay. don't be a fixer okay <laughs> don't be a fixer that's me <laughs> oh, boy. so for you guys because you had the opposite things that mm. you were saying like you that you're the person that's like 
fine. I'm fine. And well, that's the thing. I always said it too. I just never said it out loud. Out loud. So because when I it, hear it's hurtful. It, I, I can pinpoint yeah. exactly what hurts me about that is that it sounds like you're not as committed as me. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Like, like it's, it sounds like you have one, one foot, foot out, out the door. door. Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. yeah that's what it my water like. sign ass is like, I'm motherfucking yeah. committed. I'm this bitch. Yeah. But I mean, my point to that is shouldn't you always feel not like you have one foot out the door but like you're here and you're gonna be okay here no because we want to be here yeah like we we love each other so much that if you ever are not happy and i'm ever not the best option for you i respect you and love you enough to want you to pursue what's best for you yes that's the love that i want so maybe i don't know in which demeanor you were told that or like in what the situation was so but i'm never like and i don't give a fuck like i'll walk i'm never like that it's a conversation that we're having and i'm like i love you so much and if you feel like this isn't working for you anymore because i'm not the best thing for you i love you and respect you for that i agree with that logically Logically. (laughs) if someone's saying that um like hey I'm gonna be okay it to me I'm like why are you saying that because are you saying that because you're already feeling like you're Mm. about to walk away and that you're gonna be okay (laughs) because otherwise like wouldn't you just be like I'm so happy to be here right now (laughs) yeah like what you're saying that you're gonna be fine without (laughs) right why are you saying hey I'm gonna be fine without this is a (laughs) conversation I mean all right god damn I don't know I'm a fire sign but I don't know why this is working out right now maybe you're a water rising yeah (laughs) I I think that it. yeah i think maybe i just like i for all we know you guys are just like perfectly fine and i'm just like the yeah. one that's not committed or whatever but oh. because of the way i grew up you know but the way i see it is with these conversations that just happen like i'm walking in from work and i'm like i can be fine without you like you know what i mean like, these, like i'd be fine without this job i'd be fine yeah. without this car i'd be fine without all this shit yeah. wake him up in the middle of the night like and i, I live by you. that yeah. like i really do I turn like, into that big eyed emoji like I'm really, I'm really not attached to anything. And you that, shouldn't be. We and, shouldn't be. Yeah, attached and, to I, and that includes yeah. my relationship and all my relationships. I need to be. I want to be like you, girl. Mm. But what, what's the difference between that and being like not being able to commit if you're just not attached to anything? Well, the thing. So I'll tell you my personal difference. I would marry my boyfriend in a heartbeat. I would be with him forever in a heartbeat. I want to spend a long, long time with him. How long him. y'all been together? Uh, it's two years Dope. and like a monthish. Cute. But I was gonna tell you. Um. The thing is, I don't even like using the word forever because eventually one of us will pass. And it was one of us, our forevers, but not the other person. And so I'm not saying like I'm leaving because I fucking hate you and I found someone better or whatever. I'm saying like life happens and you have to know that at the end of it all, you're going to be okay regardless of what happens. I don't mean someone's going to get cheated on. Like, I will never cheat on anybody. And I yeah. live by that. And if I ever got cheated on, I will survive. Like, it's not detrimental to my health or my heart. It will hurt a lot. But I don't necessarily mean, like, we're going to be unfaithful to each other or find someone better. I just, like, a lot of things can happen. And it, it's... You're it, just secure, basically. And You're just yeah. 100% secure. Yeah, it gets yeah. really dark. But, like, how many people are widows? Yeah. And should you not ever get a chance there's a lot of widowers too yeah like should you not ever get a chance to live again and love again because Mm -hmm. you devoted yourself like if I passed away I would want my boyfriend to find someone that made him happy and that's best case scenario like you both loved each other as much as you could until life happened and I are looking down from the heavens like you better not (laughs) you better not (laughs) the moment you about to fuck some other bitch I'm gonna come in I'm gonna poltergeist your ass and slap the fuck out of you I'm gonna haunt you I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna move a closet door open (laughs) would you do that shit off the dresser Would you, <laughs> would you do that for him? Like, would you never fuck anyone else for the rest of your life? Are you th- really that in love? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Why are you saying? She's lying. Is he going to haunt me? It's not about me. All right, it's we know me. damn well. We're talking about us. <laughs> no, like, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think you have to be able to take it if you're gonna dish it out right oh have you what was that that like kink quiz thing the like um Remember that test? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, we both got brat. As yeah. Like We're the same exact person. Yeah. When it comes to like relationships. When it comes stuff. to like, yeah, how we like being loved and like, um, and then sexually and all that stuff, we got like 
submissive brat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're like, exactly you, you gotta love me. So you get it. Only me. <laughs> and then, but, only you me know, wah. ultimately. <laughs> we'll use that. Only me. <laughs> That's pretty cute. But yeah, so like some other, I guess, healing directions and, and stuff that I'm working on. Um, I, I did like, I, I was like, how do I, okay, how do I get rid of this? Because <laughs> obviously this is my number one thing. Like before I get into the next relationship, I mean, obviously I'm still going to be working on it. I might slip and fall and fall into these patterns again, but I'm working on it. So this is, this is some, uh, how to heal. This is what I found. Obviously recognizing the first step, um, counseling, embracing the honesty of it, um, is a big thing. I've already been in counseling for this a lot. So I think now it's just, for me, it's more like putting action into kind of like what I've already known. But if you haven't even started counseling might be, um, a good step. Another thing is like reconnecting with friends and family because, um, like people like me tend tend to get so like obsessed or wrapped up into into that relationship or something you kind of almost start isolating yourself Same, yeah like you you stop like going out with your girlfriends and blah 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 until it's over and then all of a sudden you need them again and, and then so it's just like trying to maintain always maintain a level of your life like your friends are always there your life is kind of always still going regardless of if the relationship is in, there on that note though having good friends because like that's hard if, to find. You, if you have also toxic friends then they're kind of enablers too. There they, they can are. be if they're yeah. like, um, like what? No, he needs to be like this or whatever. And like, it stay with your man. Traps Just you stay with pattern. your man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she said that to me. <laughs> no, but you okay? Because you're I'm in a, crazy. You're an abandoner. No, I'm not crazy. I'm you're an abandoner. Ch- you're trying yeah. to abandon him. Yeah. And he does one fucking Don't tattle thing on wrong. Jess. The past is the past. Look, 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 look. He past, does, he does one fucking thing wrong. And Gina's like, I'm fucking leaving his ass. Like, Don't focus on me. Listen, you called me, and what did I tell you? You told me a lot. Yeah. It helped out a right. Lot. Yeah. Right. And but like. Was she trying to leave him for nothing? Okay, codependency. <laughs> Let her respect and put her boundaries. I know, but 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 but, but like he T, does one small period. thing. He does one small thing, and she's trying to run. And I'm like, those Jesus are hair boundaries. It wasn't though. that small. The fear of abandonment also yeah. causes me to push away relationships that could be healthy. Because I'm like, oh wait, no, to actually be loved is fucking blows my mind. Here's here's where I think you're both right and wrong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is what happened when you're not here. So I agree with that. Hey, if this is my boundary and like you crossed it, stand your ground. Yeah. This. I still believe that. But also the way that Gina stands her ground is not she burns the, the healthiest. <laughs> so I think like have a conversation with him. Maybe not burn the whole fucking yeah, yeah, house yeah. down. Burn it down. <laughs> burn the fucking of house down. Fire sign, bitch. Harry wants to burn the house sign. down. <laughs> Where I'm the water sign trying to put it out a little bit. Like, hey. <laughs> Spray the fucking flamethrowers everywhere. <laughs> I think it's worked very well for me to be yeah. like, this is my line. And if you want to cross it, there will be consequences. Yeah. yeah. Period. Well, for that particular issue, I don't think, I think it's a subconscious thing that he was doing. So Jess, you're both right, okay, but not so. Have boundaries, yeah. Don't be like have it's boundaries. Okay. No, no, no. Like, no, no. Have keep boundaries. doing it over and over and over again, even though it really, really hurts me yeah. and really bothers me, and it's gonna fester, and then it, eventually I'm gonna hate you forever. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but maybe have a conversation and set a small thing or some patience, a little bit of patience, oh, and a little bit of of letting him grow. Because if you just go and attack, then he's gonna be on the defense and like yeah. Be like, fuck you back. Also, you know? so like when you make a mistake, do you want him to fucking burn the ground down or do you want to, him to give what you a What kind chance? of mistake are we talking about? It depends. Right. Yeah. So I think we all have our set of individual boundaries and we yeah. all accept what we think is okay to ourselves, our upbringing, yeah. whatever the case may be. And if someone, like if your best friend was telling you, hey, this is what happened to me, what would you tell her? Leave him, bitch. Get so, another dick. So you you stand He's broke in, anyway. <laughs> you stand, but the thing is, though, they're all broken. <laughs> Just which kind of broken doll do you want to play with? <laughs> We're all broken. We're all broken. It's always easier to give advice and take it, though. Of course, for sure, of course. for sure. Especially but, if you're in it. Yeah, yeah. but you want to you want to treat yourself like someone you love. Right. Mm-hmm. And you love your best friend. I would never tell her to stay in something that was detrimental for right. sure. So I don't want it to be like that. I personally think, and this is not speaking to your specific situation, but I think that what you allow will continue. Of course. And it will only get worse. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So it's like when you get the first six months of a relationship, I don't know how long it's been or whatever, but those are like the little appetizers, if you will, that you're getting. And eventually the main dish is going to come out. So that's what I struggle with because it's like, how do I know if it's mm, 
appetizer active growth like mm. he's trying to learn from it or this is going to be like all right this is not you know i think you trust hard. you'll trust yourself and eventually it'll get to the point where you'll be like oh that was too much of a main dish for me like right. you know what that's my line and that was good enough like no one ever knows like i could sit here and be like break up with him stay with him or whatever but you only know your bottom line and how far you're willing to take it right. and when you get there whether it's him doing whatever or him doing something worse or maybe someday you'll literally just wake up and be like nah, like i'm over it yeah you know yeah so that's what i struggle with personally because it's like where w what is um being uh compromising mm -hmm. as opposed to being walked all over yeah. well, besides the obvious there's stuff, kind you know of a I mean? thin line yeah that it's i think it, intentions really do matter right. so um like his intentions weren't trying to disrespect you obviously yeah. right. uh even though you still felt disrespected if that makes sense so like for me it would be different if he was intentionally disrespecting you over and over and like trying to make you feel like you're at fault for that i'd be like it's not worth it gina leave it like right boundaries he crossed them many times by but if it feels like in your situation it was unintentional and yeah. he's so he feels bad about like and he like doesn't want to keep going and i'm not talking about a guy that like abuses you no, or like it's super like there's small. like I would never. this it's a certain slight <laughs> like you know how you have something that like maybe kind of like irritates you a little bit and it's like someone's kind of like poking you like that and then you're just like stop fucking poking me and they're like oops i didn't know i was even touching you right. um it's like that there's a line uh, i forget how it goes but it's like we judge ourselves and our actions based on our intentions, but we just in, we judge other people just based on the action. We don't even consider uh, yes. their intention. So it's like you got to take into account how you would judge yourself if you made that mistake too. Right, a little bit. Okay, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm confused by that because I personally stand my ground when I say that it doesn't matter how you mean to do something; it's how it comes off. So when I learn the difference between those two things, for, for example, I could be like, "Oh my God, like." I totally didn't mean to disrespect you that way, but you did. So what are you going to do about it now? Like you did disrespect me and that was hurtful to me. Yeah. So how but if you see them taking accountability, then yeah. it's easier to forgive, to give forgiveness. For sure. Right? Yeah. The first time. Yeah. And then what? Like, yeah. what do you need to do so it doesn't happen again? Because yeah. if it's going to continue to happen, then this is not something that I can continue to put up yeah, with. Yeah, I get that. Because the first time it's a mistake, I get it. It happens. The second time, like what why is this still happening the third fourth fifth time like why am i even still tolerating it and the 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 reason is because you want to and you can because no one's the the boss in your life but you you know but yeah i think that whole like oh like he didn't mean to well but he did so what's the action behind it like how does he fix it you know, I think us as women, we often go with the whole like, oh, he didn't mean to. He didn't know any better. But men are grown up like mm -hmm. they're they're grown men and they should be responsible for their actions. Yeah. They shouldn't just be like, oh, he didn't know any better. Like he's a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. Tiff says, how do you maintain the boundary that you set then? So I'm I could talk for personal consequences, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, I. I think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. From who? <laughs> Who's going to so, get you in trouble? Well, like, I respect my boyfriend and my relationship, you know? But for I'm just going to give a minor example. So with the whole COVID thing, we're all learning our different boundaries. Like, everyone's different boundaries. You're learning your sisters, your partners, your moms, whatever, whoever you live with. So, for example, now that things have loosened up and things are more, like, free or whatever my boyfriend has gone to go get a haircut for example right and if that makes me really nervous i'm like no don't go get a haircut like please like what if you catch covid and then you're gonna bring it to the house whatever but to him the haircut is so important right so a boundary i've set with him is like anytime you go out anywhere that i feel like it's unsafe or you're like surrounded by too many people or whatever i don't want to see you for three to four days so that's a small boundary compared to like other things but I live by that. I don't see him for mm -hmm. even if I want to see him. And when I've gone to places like this where I'm surrounded by people I haven't seen or whatever the case may be, he's like, oh, I don't want to see you for three to four days. And I'm like, OK, that's something I can respect because I was the one who brought this boundary into our relationship. So now I have to live by that, too. Well, thank you for sacrificing three or four days without your boyfriend to come see us. <laughs> you're welcome no i'm just kidding <laughs> he's not that strict with it like i am you know but uh that's an example of a boundary and you can set boundaries with anybody like my sister and i have boundaries with each other we live together and it's like don't bring anything outside of your room like a mess you know that you because it's a personal space like i mean the common space between everybody and if we do 
for example, we clean each weekend. Like, I'll clean, she cleans. And if one person doesn't clean on their weekend, like, we have to pay up 50 bucks. Oh, smart. Yeah. So that's a boundary that we've set. And we follow through with it even if it's fucking hard for you you have to follow through with your That's boundaries the, the, the follow through i think is hard because like when you're in a relationship and you're living together it's like how do you really set consequences like what do you even do you're just like mad i'm just now i'm pissed so what what's the physical thing that i do to actually like create the boundary or to or to what is the give consequence? consequence like what yeah. do you even do i think so like you have to talk about specific examples yeah like what's the problem what's so, like, the boundary maybe there's some, i don't let's just make something up so like say a girl um is dealing with a guy who's being too flirtatious with someone at work or something and, and like every time you go bring him lunch at work you're like what's a, why is this fucking bitch like you know like why aren't you why are you not doing something to set the boundary with her like i feel disrespected when you're around her like what's the deal with that but then you go home and you live together mm-hmm like, how do you even set a boundary with him or give consequences to him or like? I thank God have never been in that situation, but just I think anything that a man's doing. If, if so, for example, if I was to be in that situation, I would be like, you literally have to either like talk to her, make sure she's respecting you because I am not going to go do that. You know, yeah. like it is your job as my partner who knows her and knows me to either send her an email, send her a text, speak to her in front of me or whatever the case may be like, hey, you're crossing a boundary because you brought me lunch five times a week or whatever. And I don't want you to do that anymore because my wife will take care of that. You know, but I, I thought of something else when you were saying that. So, for example, if your husband, boyfriend, whatever, whoever you live with is always leaving his things around. Right. Like that's probably a common one. Like mm-hmm. as women, we're always expected to clean after people when my boyfriend comes over he knows how like clean i like my things so if he leaves something i will not pick it up even if it kills me like even if i see it and i'm like oh my god like that is my one like this is my bedroom we don't even live together so respect my space when he comes home i'm like hey can you pick up your things and he's like oh shoot like i totally forgot okay thank you like next time and he's really good at respecting me because he loves me i think if you set a boundary and you express to them how annoying it is or how painful it is or whatever the case may be and they're still doing it like that's not a matter of a boundary that's a matter of gonna turn into a main dish yeah realize that that person is not respecting you and once it's a main dish then do what's your option you leave you always have to be willing to leave. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I think ultimately what you it harkens back to what you said in the beginning was that like you have to know that you're going to be okay and that you're going to be fine and you can walk away and you can find someone Don't that tell actually me that. I know you have Gina. to put the foot out the window. So in your and in your case too it, it's like a <laughs> It was multiple boundaries though. So that's the only reason that I'm like more on the side of you know, this way, or at least like he's the got, there's got to be more consequences or whatever. But um, it's hard when you're going through it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, like because it's it's not the things being left out that that you're breaking up. It's the for. respect. It's yeah. the respect. And yeah. and Steve was doing stuff like this in the first year, and he didn't get because I would respond like with anger because I was like, why do you keep doing this? Like I I asked you a million times not to do this, and he didn't. He would just put on anger he thinks it's back. nagging yeah they it's don't like, see why and then when i finally broke down and cried one time because i was just like you don't fucking respect me like th- this is my th- these are my things and and when you do this constantly over and over even though you know that it hurts my feelings like you are basically saying i don't give a shit about you yeah. and and so it's not okay for me like and i'm not we're not breaking it up over this Situate this for me. It was a pan yeah. that he kept fucking cutting his it's knives the into the, the, pan. the yeah. nonstick yeah. pans and ruining all my pans. It's that you don't have the consciousness to like. It's a go, respect. Yeah, the, she's gonna my fucking pan. Yeah, and he didn't get that it hurt me. Yeah. He was like, oh, she's nagging me. But then once once he realized like what he was doing was hurting me and it was causing resentment because I used that word too. I was like, I'm building resentment against you and soon enough there's gonna be a wall like I'm just gonna be so emotionally detached from you that it's not even gonna work anymore and once he heard that he was like oh shit it's a respect thing it's not about the pans he was thinking it was about the pans like what it's just a $10 pan what he's probably like why does she care so much about a pan yes that is what it was and then once he realized that it is when the behavior changed and then it was like it never went back again like he never went and cut in my pans again and um and anytime anything similar has happened like that he knows immediately oh it's a respect thing not of this ten dollar item thing and he loves you so he respects your boundaries yes and but if he does the bottom it, yeah. if he was like it hurts you and i'm going to continue to cutting these pans 
I would have to walk away. That's absolute yes. disrespect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one final thing before we go. There was this little short list of like five things that I found online. It said like moving forward from codependency. Uh, the first one is stop thinking a relationship is the key to your happiness. I I think I've spent a lot of my life feeling that way. Like, oh, once I get the relationship, then I'll be happy. But it's actually like that's just one piece of your life. There's still this whole other part of your life. Like, don't ignore the whole rest of your life. And I think I was guilty of doing that for a while. Make you happy or not happy? Yeah. yeah. So if you have nothing but waiting for that relationship, you should not be in a relationship because yeah. you need all of the other you stuff first. Be fulfilled on your own, and they just. And I kept hearing that. I keep hearing that. I'm like one ear, not the other, because I don't (laughs) want to fucking do all that work. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing now. Um, Also, number two, stop thinking emotional intimacy is only possible in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. So like you have to be able to find another outlet, friends or something where you can actually be emotionally intimate, get your emotional intimacy needs met, even if it's friends or family or something. It's not just your partner's the only person that you can really open up to. You have to be able to... um, let other people do that as well stop refusing to spend time alone um if you don't know who you are when you're alone for a long period of time you're constantly influenced by others and you don't really know who you are so then how can you pick a partner that's good for you it's not possible how can you set boundaries if you don't know who you are and then stop putting everything else on hold when you get into a relationship we kind of covered that but this one stop selling yourself short and then the author said love is not a charity case and that kind of hit me it was like love is not a charity case so it's like you you shouldn't be accepting love from a man who's kind of just like throwing you fucking breadcrumbs Mm. like you're not a charity case you're not lucky that they're fucking putting up with you and enough to stay around and i'm just like yes as soon as i read that i was like oh fuck like why that they're doing bare minimum yeah like why am i lucky that he's barely showing up bitch (laughs) (laughs) have you seen you (laughs) have you gotten to know you have you ever realized how wonderful you are no (laughs) (laughs) homework for next time i come over you better know your damn worth and you out there yes spend some damn time alone with yourself loving yourself i actually when i lived alone i hugged myself a lot because i realized i needed more i love that that's one thing i do miss i'm like i just want a man's arms to hold me that's really all that's really all i kind of body pillow no i want a man's arms to hold me that's all i want Uh, a bath feels like a hug sometimes i take baths every fucking day sometimes three times a day because i just need the warmth and comfort <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> this is the saddest, the cutest thing that it almost made me cry. Oh, I never saw that. I'm like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I just imagine her sitting in the corner, just that is. Well, actually, <laughs> in an empty bathtub. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fill it up at least. Why does that make me yeah. Which I did eventually. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching. Uh, rate us five stars please I need we those need five them. stars on, on iTunes um, leave a like leave a comment go to our Instagram at Big Mood Girls yes. um, that's where we're going to also be posting questions for our Q&A episodes so follow that watch that give Get us some in. questions make sure you follow Stacy too yes. yes it's cool her links are in Stacey the description Stacy Diaz box. Apodaca yes is that right? okay. yes you girl go perfect. follow her yeah Fine. thank you all her thank links. you guys she makes jewelry she gives advice oh yeah this girl's a bad bitch Dope. you're not following her what Period. are you Doing. One of my favorite things she's ever what are said you doing? was respect the stallion because she's a stallion. Oh <gasps> shit, dude, that was my favorite tweet from her because somebody <laughs> said like, "Oh, women over blah 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 weight is mama mama mama," and she posted a picture of herself. She's like, "I'm over blah 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 respect the stallion." I was like, "Oh, period. <laughs> yes, girl." I found like love. That. Am I a stallion? No, Nikki, no. you're not a stallion. <laughs> you have to be a pony. Nine. Your ponies pony. are cute too. Respect the dwarf pony. <laughs> <laughs>